Thanks for joining me on this journey to building authority online and sharing your message with a world who desperately needs to hear it. I'm your host, Valerie Morris, and I am excited to share today's interview with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the book, We're All Ears. This is your guide to building influence, impact, and success online in a noisy world. This book is unique because I included experts' knowledge as well as things that I've learned along the way to help give you the tools you need to get your message out there. Without further ado, let's dig in. Hey there, and thanks so much for joining me today. I've got my friend Scott Colby here, and I am so excited for us just to dig in. He's just, he's going in a lot of different directions, very focused directions, but he has a few different different things that he's involved in, and they're all really, really exciting. So I'm really excited for Scott to share with us today. Valerie, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be here to share some of my wisdom with your audience. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, and you've done some recent projects that are really cool, but you just had some projects lately, like in the last few years, that are just really interesting. So um, why don't you tell, um, you know, I obviously know what your, what your projects are and what you've been involved in, but why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about your expertise and what most people in the world know you for. When they hear the name Scott Colby, what do they know that for? Uh, being a smart ass probably for one, <laughs> but to hone that in, uh, you know, cause I, I started really in my online career, uh, in the fitness industry. So really a lot of people do know me for that. Uh, I've got a background in fitness and, and transformations and helping people really transform on the inside and the outside, uh, through, um, just, you know, proper nutrition, uh, coaching, uh, workouts, things like that. Um, and I've, been involved in various things when it comes to fitness. And then a couple years ago, Valerie, in uh, 2016, I launched a new venture called Say It With Gratitude. And the reason I did that, you know, was um, really stemmed from a trip that I took two years prior to that. Mm -hmm. I took a trip to Guatemala to help build schools for kids that didn't have much, you know, kids that were um, in a poor community and their classrooms were cramped and crowded and not in very good conditions. And it was just an eye-opening experience because I didn't really know what to expect when I was, uh, you know, when I was headed there. Mm -hmm. uh, I just knew like, hey, I want to do some good in the world. And I knew I was helping people with their physical fitness, but what more can I do to help people that maybe don't have a whole lot? And so I signed up to do this volunteer trip. It was six days long with an organization called Hug It Forward, and they built schools out of plastic bottles. So they, um, any community that wants a school built through Hug It Forward, they'll have to go out and collect bottles, uh, plastic bottles. There's so much trash laying mm -hmm. around there, and you can make the schools sustainable by um, making them out of these plastic bottles and helping with an environmental issue. So kind of a long story, make it a little bit shorter. That's what I was going to Guatemala for, and I had no idea what to expect. And when I got off the bus, when we pulled up to the community that we were going to be helping, I was blown away by the outpouring of love and support and just kindness that the community showed not only myself, but all the other volunteers. You know, They were hugging us, giving us high fives. They were so happy that we were there to help build them a new classroom. And it really blew me away as I learned how poor the community was and how very little that they had, but how appreciative they were for just the small things like 
hey, they were grateful for the volunteers. They're grateful for getting a brand new classroom where, you know, sometimes over here in the U.S., we're more grateful for, like, the, the things that we have, like, uh, you know, the cars or the vacations or the, the iPhones. And so it really opened my eyes to what type of life I could personally have if I was more grateful and um, less negative or complaining less. And then I decided in 2016, how can I make a business out of, <laughs> out of gratitude? I mean, I'll try anything once and uh, if it sticks, you know, I'll do more of it. And so I really wanted to see where I could help spread gratitude in this world. I think for me, it feels like as we go on each year, it seems like there's more negativity. There's things happening in this world that we read about in social media or in politics. I won't bring that up, but it's just <laughs> our, our minds tend to go to the negative and we're, we're fighting people. And uh, if, if I can help bring more gratitude into the world, then yes, I will definitely do my best to do that. Um, and so really, I guess to answer your question, what am I known for now? I take gratitude. Actually, it's funny you ask that. Somebody posted just like a couple hours ago on my Facebook timeline, this gratitude quote that's sitting up in his gym. And, he's, and he said, guess who I think about every time I hear the word gratitude? And mm. Implying that he thinks about me. And that makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like I'm doing a pretty good job getting my message out there. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I think you definitely, whenever I see anything related to gratitude, I, I'm like, okay, could Scott use this? <laughs> I must have him. So, okay, so you also recently wrote a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote a book. So this year, you know, you talked about that I'm going in different directions, but I'm focused. So thank you for saying that because uh, I find that as a business owner, right, we tend to, to go, go after different ideas. And so this year I really wanted to focus in and see how I could help businesses, you know, like your business, my business, other small businesses and entrepreneurs. How can businesses use gratitude to help them grow, to help them deepen the relationships with their clients and customers, to help them foster appreciation in the workplace, to help them uh, create those long-lasting relationships so that their customers do want to do more business with them and refer their friends. And so one of the things that I recently did, which you just mentioned, is I wrote a book called The Grateful Entrepreneur. It's 40 tips and easy strategies, strategies that you can implement in your business to give it a, a, a gratitude culture, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you know, it's not a quick fix. It's not like, hey, I'm going to do this today and thousands of dollars are going to come to me tomorrow. It's more of a long game and you're deepening the relationships and that takes a little bit of time, but the rewards are worth it and you'll feel better as well. Wow. That's amazing. That's quite an accomplishment. So first, let me Thank just you. say congratulations. And you're getting your book done. <laughs> yes, my book is coming soon and you are part of it. And this whole conversation is part of it, which, you know, I'm just so thankful for. So, uh, so you have built this whole thing out. Now, I just have to ask, and I'm sure maybe you've gotten this question before, but does it ever, do you ever have those days where you just, you're having a bad day and you don't feel like you want to, be grateful. Like you just are having a grumpy day. Like, oh yeah, you ever have those? <laughs> yes. What do you yes. do with that? 
I am human, um, so I definitely do have those. You know, gratitude does play a role in days like that. And, you know, you have to be conscious enough to um, be aware that, hey, my mood is kind of tending in a direction mm-hmm. that I don't want. So how do I nip that in the bud? Uh, a book that I read, you know, speaking of books, is um, – called Flipping the Gratitude Switch by Kevin Clayson. So he talks about that, like, hey, when you have those moments of negativity, whether it's something long-term or maybe something just in the moment, you're stuck in traffic or you stub your toe getting out of bed, you instantly probably have a thought of negativity in your uh, head, right? So how can you kind of flip the gratitude or flip the switch and be more grateful in that moment? So let's say you're stuck in traffic and uh, you're going to be maybe late to an important meeting. Yes, that's going to bring you down. You're going to, um, you might, you know, start thinking of negative thoughts and complaining. First of all, just be aware of those. So I think awareness is the first thing. Knowing that probably you can't change the city. Like if you're stuck in traffic, you can't physically part the cars in front of you and then drive right through them, right? So you have to really... Uh, change your mindset. And so he talks about being aware of maybe your mindset when you are complaining and then flip it, turn it into something positive. Like, okay, maybe you're stuck in traffic, but you are, um, you're able to like listen to a self-improvement podcast uh, while you're stuck in traffic. So you're almost like you're using your car as a classroom uh, Mm -hmm. to learn and, and to develop and to be a better person. Or maybe you're with your significant other or friend and being stuck stuck in traffic allows you 20 extra minutes with that person, um, that's a pretty darn good thing. And so if you can start to really be aware of your mood um, and where you can maybe shift your thinking in those times where you're thinking is strain on going down to maybe a more negative mindset or complaining. The other thing that helps me a lot, Valerie, is to really, my, my morning routine, so make gratitude a part of my morning routine and exercise and meditation. So I find, you know, there are days when I skip, let's say my exercise in the morning or my meditation. um, And it really affects me. I know that I'm not as relaxed as I am or as energized or productive that I could be than when I do those things. So I think both of those things will play a role. So consciously make an effort in the mornings to do something for yourself Uh, I actually have a Facebook group. We're doing a 21 day thank you card challenge where every day somebody we're all writing one thank you card um, in the morning and that gets my morning off to a good start and then really flip the gratitude switch. So when you are in times of a a negative thinking, negative thoughts, find the good in it and start thinking about those things. Wow. Well, I mean, it's definitely something you have to practice, right? It's not yes. going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have to feel it. That's a good point because, you know, people keep gratitude journals, which I love and I recommend, but I think a lot of us, we might just go through the motions like, hey, what's, you know, it's almost like robotic. You open up the journal and it might ask you, what three things are you grateful for today? And you just kind of give things um, kind of like standard answers, my health, my job, my family, and then you go to the next day, like, my friends, my workout this morning, my bed. And that is great. It's better than nothing, but I think it maybe doesn't go deep enough. So maybe an easy step, if you do want to keep the gratitude journal in your three things, follow that up by saying why you're grateful, 
for that thing. So I'm grateful for my spouse. And then answer the question, why? Well, she, you know, he or she really just kind of had a bad day at work yesterday. I came home. She really made me feel better. And so really focus in on a specific reason why you're grateful for a certain person or, or a certain thing. So you're not just going through the motions when you're expressing gratitude. Yeah. Wow. So, so when people have interacted with, whether it's your book or any content you put out online um, or, you know, I know you do public speaking, whenever they've interacted with you and your message, what is like one or two things that you wish people would just take with them and walk away with? Yeah, the great question. Um, so when people listen to me speak or, or they, um, you know, maybe read my book, I just want, my main message is all about, I guess, you know, there's a couple different words for it. community, uh, of course, gratitude, but let's say community and relationships and, and just being kind. Because uh, in my book, let's say, I talk about when you first meet with somebody that may be a prospect, um, we often, or business owners often, will just kind of go in for the immediate, like, how can that person help me? Mm. You know, what can I kind of extract from that person? You know, can I make a sale? This person, I think they'll be good for my fitness program, so I'm going to see if I can kind of work that angle right away. I think you need to really develop the mindset of, like, I want to really know about this person and who they are as a human being and you know what they're struggling with what their needs are what their pain point is and just see how you can freely help them because when you do that and you know a lot of this can be taken away from a business setting when you do that they're going to like you you know they talk about hey people do business with those that know like and trust you when you first meet somebody and you start kind of going in on your sales pitch they don't know, like, and trust you yet. You're going to repel them. So that's not going to come into play when you're trying to build your business. If you just forget about all that and just learn about them and care about them and find out what their passions are and their interests and where they might be struggling and where you might be able to help them, not with your products and services, but just as a genuine person-to-person -person relationship, they're going to start to like you and trust you. And they'll eventually come to you if you have – a solution for something that they're struggling with. So that would be kind of one of the things that I like for people to take away and that they do, I think, take away when we start to interact, you know, either with the conversation or they listen to me speak or maybe just listening to this interview. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a really simple concept, right? It's treating people like real people instead of a transaction. So I don't know. It can't get more human than that. And, and just think about how you felt. We've all been treated like a transaction or just, you know, we might go into a store or a coffee shop and they don't, you know, the people working there, they don't say hi to you. Uh, I take that away and I make a mental note of it. Like, Hmm, I didn't really feel like, you know, they cared about me as a, a person or a customer there. They were more just worried about ringing me up. And so that, causes me not to want to go back and do business uh, at that location. So really, like you said, it comes about kindness, just saying hello. Uh, that was another message I took away from Guatemala, Valerie, was um, just, you know, I'd walk down the street in the mornings there. Everybody in the community would be like, buenos dias, you know, good morning. They'd smile. Yeah. Here it seems like there's a lot of you walk by somebody 
and they kind of look away or they're down on their phone and there's not that connection. So that's a great word if we throw out, you know, community yeah. relationships. Connection is a big one. Connect with people. And uh, I think it's going to help your business and your personal life. When we connect with others, we feel better. When you had me at your home the other day and I was you know, meeting your goats for the first time, <laughs> it felt good. I felt like our friendship, you know, got a little bit better and deeper. I understood where you lived and kind of your surroundings and what you do. And the more you can do that with other people, I think you're going to feel better about yourself too with the friendships that you make. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I, I do believe that um, so much of our online relationships really, you know, they online relationships can happen, can work. Um, but once you take those like live in person, it's just, there's so much more cement and, and concrete to that relationship. Um, I, I don't know. I've just seen that with people that I've met from all over the world that, you know, we've either met in, first, in person first and then been friends online or vice versa. In either way, it really, um, it really helps that relationship go to that next level. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but I love where, because you, like, you live, you're in isolation, so. <laughs> I'm not that far out. <laughs> connection's important to you though, right? Like, yes. like you, but as entrepreneurs, we can feel alone. We can feel isolated. Technology is great at bringing people together but if we want to deepen those relationships, I love the in-person interaction. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So you have, um, you've done a lot to build your business online. So what have been some of those habits and different patterns that you have, have built up to, to nurture those relationships that have helped you build that digital authority and build that audience? Sure. So thank you. So I'd say the first thing that helped me when I, especially when I was first getting started is really exactly what you're doing right now, Valerie, and that's interviews. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, back, I don't even think there was online video. That's probably how long I've been doing this online, but mm. there's definitely were, um, you know, teleseminars and you could, um, get on a phone with somebody through a conference line and record the call. So I actually did, lots of that, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, I, I love interviews like you're doing. And it's one of the ways that I built up some of my expertise and credibility, because you're featuring the other person, you're not just kind of going in and saying, Hey, um, you know, I'm not going to you and saying, Hey, Valerie, uh, promote my stuff. It's great. You know, we formed a relationship first, um, you know, you're interviewing me. So if you want to form relationships with other people that you might not know, uh, as well as let's say Valerie and I know each other, uh, see if you can interview them and highlight them and show them off. Really. I mean, when you like, you're interviewing me and you're pretty much, you're showing me off. You're saying, Oh my gosh, look at Scott Colby. Look what he's done. That makes me feel good. Right. So if as a new entrepreneur, you're just getting started or you want to go in a different direction in your business or you want to create more relationships, interview people because you're going to show them off. You're going to feature them. You're going to highlight their expertise. They're going to feel good because they get really they're getting to talk about themselves and their their area of expertise. And then you can share their information with your platform or with your audience, even if your audience is just, you know, 20 people. You're sharing their stuff with 20 people that they may not have 
access to. The other thing I love about interviews is you, you're getting to know people on a more intimate level. So you're getting to know me a little bit better. I'm getting to know you a little bit better. And I think that's a stronger relationship versus just like, hey, um, I have a, you know, can you share my blog post? You know, that's great because you may, I may have information that you could just send out my link to. Um, but it doesn't really do anything to the connection that you and I are forming. So that's another good thing about interviews is the two people doing the speaking are connecting and the person doing the interviewing is showing off the other person and that makes the other person feel good. So that's literally how I started on the online world is I started doing these online summits where I would um, take a particular topic Back then, it was something in the fitness world, um, and I would interview experts on that topic, and um, all the experts you know, would invite their audience to listen to the interviews, and that's really how I built up my credibility, and that's how I actually built up a lot of my um, friendships and relationships online because I kept, I kept the things going. I kept, yeah. It wasn't just like I'm interviewing you and I'm never going to speak to you again. You sure. nurture once you start the relationship, you want to nurture that relationship, see where you can help that other person out. If they're maybe in the middle of a book launch and you think their book can help your audience, show them off as much as possible. Um, and so I think that is probably the number one thing that I did on a very consistent basis. I did a lot of interviews. I did a lot of summits. Um, I've had a podcast going as well. and um, then. As you know, Valerie, when it came time to launch my book, what did I do? I messaged each person individually that I thought would, um, you know, like my book, what it stood for, and possibly share it with their audience. I, I messaged each person because I built up, I guess, a term that I've heard people use, relational equity. So I kind of like, all right, uh, I built up that relation, relational equity. I know them on a more intimate level because I have spoken to them on video or face-to-face -face or audio, I feel like we know each other more than just business people. And I feel comfortable if I ask them, hey, promote my book, that they're going to say yes and do it not out of obligation, but out of actually wanting to do that. Yeah. And you use social media daily. I mean, you're, I constantly see that you're commenting back and forth with people. Like there's conversations happening daily, even when you don't have a book launch happening, where you're nurturing those relationships. Is that an intentional thing that you work into your day? Or is that just, you know, it's your social sphere of influence, like it's just fun for you? It's probably a little bit of both, to be honest. You know, Facebook is probably the platform I use the most. Um, just I've been on it the longest. It's, it's where a lot of my fitness audience uh, hung out, you know, mm -hmm. back in the day, and they still do. So I kind of just tended to hang out there as well. And when I use Facebook for conversation, you know, I'll do it for a couple different reasons. One probably is a little bit, I talked about feeling isolated as an yeah. as a entrepreneur, as a solopreneur. I don't, I don't have a team around me. So I'll go on Facebook maybe to start a conversation because, hey, I want some back and forth engagement to kind of break up my day and the monotony of just sitting in front of my computer and working and grinding. It's good yeah. to... Um, it's good to have times where you're also engaging in a friendly way. And so besides some of the other things that I do to kind of take a step back from work, like going outside for a walk and being in nature, 
I'll engage with audience members online either in a friendly way. I'll usually ask a question. So my my Facebook posts don't get too deep um, like uh, some people's. I keep it pretty. I keep it surface level. I keep it light. I keep it fun. So it I'll try to bring that's some intentional though, right? That's intentional, but it's the way I am. So, like, I can get into deep conversations in person, sure. um, but it's usually about things that I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of conversations on Facebook, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not interested in. So, heck, instead of just jumping into a bunch of conversations I'm not interested in, I'm going to start the conversations on a topic I'm interested in. It'll be the uh, like lighthearted, you know, something about my cats. Uh, or you know, you know, the coffee I'm drinking, or sports, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I also bring in some thought-provoking questions, just but still fairly easy. Like, hey, what's one thing you're grateful for today? Or uh, have you ever spent 24 hours unplugged? But again, these are my passions. These are things that I'm interested yeah. in, um, and I love hearing you know what people have to say about these particular topics. And then, of course, like, you know, Facebook groups is where I can build my own platform and community, and then we can engage on a deeper level. I'll share tips from my book on uh, some of my Facebook, and, you know, when one particular Facebook group, we talk about using gratitude in your business. I've had fitness groups, things like that, and we'll be more topic-specific conversations as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's let's shift gears a little bit, kind of, um, and, and talk a little bit about consistency. Um, so, is consistent because I see you show up consistently, and I don't know if it's just that I've engaged enough with you on social media that the algorithm shows me all your stuff, or if um, or if I targeted you. No, I'm just kidding. You're targeting me. <laughs> um, but how have you seen consistency help you really build an audience? And are there things that you do intentionally to make sure that you can stay consistent? Sure, great question. I mean, that is probably one of the biggest challenges, I think, when it comes to building a business, right? We want, you know, building a business is very similar to losing weight, let's say, to give that fitness analogy. Okay. You have to be consistent at it, right? And business owners and weight loss enthusiasts both want the quick fix. <laughs> you know, like, what, you know, there's a history of weight loss in, in, you know, I'd rather just take a pill every day and lose weight versus putting in consistent work day after day. Same thing, I think, with business owners. Oh, like, I see an ad for how to make 10,000 a day on Facebook. I want to click there instead of being very focused on the small incremental action steps I'm taking each and every day that's going to get me eventually to where I want. We've got this shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And so honestly, it's been a challenge for me, Valerie, and the way that my best advice probably has been to get around people that can help you, <laughs> right? So not trying to do it alone. I've talked about how entrepreneurship can be isolating, but I am in groups of people that care about me and my business and they hold me accountable to doing the things that I say I'm going to do. And uh, that's really served me well in business. It'll serve you well whether you're trying to grow your business or trying to, let's say, you know, lose weight or, or achieve another goal. 
consistency um, is probably maybe your number one thing that you can character trait that you can have uh, when building your business. Specifically for social media, I would say I've not been consistent except for Facebook. And um, why is that? Probably because I haven't taken the time to understand how other platforms could help me grow. Uh, I enjoy Facebook um, and it's where I started. And so when you see kind of some returns and by returns, what does that mean? Well, I actually have sold things from Facebook, but I've also built relationships through Facebook. So when you get kind of positive reinforcement, like, hey, I put something out there and people engage with me, so I'm going to do more of it. Uh, it's a long game. Even if you don't see that positive interaction, it's still a long game. So um, I guess my advice would be to, I mean, you're the social media expert, Valerie, but <laughs> to pick one platform and to surround yourself with people that will help keep you accountable to doing what you said you're going to do on that platform. But yes, consistency in any long-term or short-term goal that you're trying to reach is vital. Yeah. Well, and I love that you talk about this like smaller group of people that are keeping you accountable, that they know your goals. Um, and I would bet there's probably some unspoken accountability that happens when you're in a group like that. Um, I don't know what your groups are like, uh, but any group that I've been in just by being around other people that are out making steps towards meeting their goals helps kind of spur that like, Oh gosh. Yeah. You've got that in you too. You got to keep moving. You know, if they're meeting their goals, you need to meet yours kind of thing. Um, do you ever experience that unspoken kind of like iron sharpening iron yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think, you know, Lori and I talk about it a lot. I think it can go both ways. You're like, Oh my gosh, like they're elevating their game yeah. can help me elevate my game. You can also get into the comparison syndrome why are they doing so well? They did this and they got this result. I did the same thing or something similar and I didn't get anywhere. And so if you have the right mindset, sure. I think having somebody, yeah, I always, they say, you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And so some of the groups that I'm talking about are mastermind groups. So they are people mm -hmm. that are playing at my level or even higher. And I like that. Because I've been able to, I think when early on, I had the comparison syndrome going on. Mm -hmm. I think now I understand that um, one of my business coaches says, stay in your lane and do what you're good at and put the guardrails up and that'll help us be consistent, right? We'd like to swerve off and like, oh, they're doing this, so I'm going to swerve off and leave my lane and do what they're doing. If you have the mindset of, I'm going to stay in my lane and use other people to elevate me and not compare myself to those people, then yes, I think, you know, that iron can sharpen iron for sure. I like that word elevate that you use. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard that used in the context of comparison. And I think it's a really good word for that. So thank you for that. that yeah. That's something that'll stick, I'm sure. Put it in the book. <laughs> it'll it stick forever. <laughs> You'll have to buy it as well. you. You'll get a free copy, but everybody else listening, buy a copy. I know. <laughs> so, okay, so you have been building this authority for a, a while now. It's something that you think about on a daily basis, whether you put intentional or subconscious thought to it. Um, 
what advice would you give to someone or to your former self if they were, um, if they're out trying to build their own authority and become a thought leader in their specific niche? My former self, is that, so is that like my, well, you 20, just talked a little bit about 20 year old self. Just kidding. No, like when my you eight year old, <laughs> you said you were comparing yourself yeah. earlier on and you kind of, it sounds like you've learned a few lessons. So if you were yeah. to talk to yourself five years ago or to somebody else that's just starting off, like what would you tell them and what advice would you give them if they're really wanting to position themselves as the thought leader, the expert in their specific niche? Great question. So really, I mean, probably this answer will be a summary of some of the things that I've already said, but really like, I think number one is relationships. And so find somebody that you can learn from and just like we said there with the consistency, somebody that will hold you accountable and be there for you. Like we try, a lot of us try to do things on our own. And I've talked about this in other interviews. We, we are afraid to ask for help. Like, so imagine if when I launched my book, Valerie, and I, I didn't ask anybody for help. And I just posted a link on Facebook and through my email list, and that's all I did. How many sales would I have made? A handful. I, I counted, I went back and counted up, and I sent out on over Facebook Messenger 130 individual messages to people asking them if they would be willing to share my book with their audience. And it got to number eight on the entrepreneur category on Amazon. So when, if, so that's probably my number one tip would sure. be be resourceful and don't be afraid to ask for help because when you don't ask for help, the people that need your message the most will never hear it. Mm. And, um, and that's going to be a shame. And so because I was able to ask for help and, and I'll ask for it, really on anything. Like if I think somebody can help me, um, as long as we have a relationship, let's say like you and I have Valerie, then I don't care if I've asked you to share my book. And then two weeks later, I ask you to share um, an interview series that I did. Because it's not about like keeping track or keeping score. Like Valerie did a favor for me. Now I have to do a favor for Valerie. Right. That's not what a relationship like we're talking about is, is what we're, that's not what we're going for here. We're going for a relationship where you will do things out of the goodness of your heart because the person you want to do something for is a good person and they have good information that can benefit other people. And so I think it goes back to building these relationships and asking for help and don't being afraid to ever do that. That's great. I love that. I, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine you, you trying to launch your book and not asking for help. So, Yeah, and, and I think, you know, just to, for the audience members, because it's, you know, we, um, there's probably people watching this that are afraid to ask for help because either we see it as a sign of weakness or we have low confidence or we feel like, It'll make us look weak. Whatever the case may be, that's not the case. You know, when I asked you right. um, to promote my book, did you think I was weak? <laughs> you know, 
No, honestly, I was like, man, he's finished his book and I still have to keep going on mine. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, when you've got relationships with people, um, you just, you want to help them out. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you know that they're not just trying to squeeze everything out of you and they're not going to reciprocate. So um, now before we kind of try to, try to wrap up here, do you have any advice for building relationships with people that um, maybe it's a, you know, from scratch online or, you know, there's somebody new that, you know, could help your, your business out, could help you position better. Um, but you're not sure kind of how to build that relationship. Do you have any tips for how to build that relationship online? Yes. 40 <laughs> tips in my book, but no, um, no, seriously though. I mean, it's, uh, I think number one is come from a place of how you can serve them. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, you know, Valerie, like it could be as simple as sharing a post uh, of somebody else's. So somebody yeah. posts, you know, um, somebody posts a before and after picture of one of their clients, like share that. Hey, look at this inspirational person that lost all this weight. And my friend was their client, was their trainer, you know, yeah. share that. And that person will take notice. Um, that is a probably, you know, something that you could do right now as soon as you stop watching this interview is five, find five things on Facebook or Instagram that you could share of others. And right there, you're building a relationship. Uh, another good one that I, I didn't uh, come up with this, but I read this and I've actually done it is, and I, I don't know, this tip is kind of out of left field because uh, I don't use LinkedIn, but going on LinkedIn and recommend, you know, write a recommendation for somebody that uh, maybe did something for you or that you look up to or even that you just know, um, you know, you've read their book or something like that. Write a recommendation. They're going to see it and they're like, oh, who's this person if they don't know you? Or it's going to make them feel good. And then one of my favorite old school ways, Valerie, is, of course, the handwritten note. Uh, it's what I talk about a lot. Write notes for anything. Somebody met you for coffee, write a note. Somebody, I should have written you a note when you had us over for. It's okay. Uh, I'll forgive you this time. For lamb, lamb stew. But I did give you uh, my book. So. <laughs> we did not eat lamb stew. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like somebody invites you over, write them a right. note. You go out to dinner, write them a note. Just write. If you could do anything besides kind of the online thing about sharing posts, write handwritten notes religiously every single day if you can. And people don't do that. So you're going you're gonna to be genuine about it, right? Don't say, I'm going to write them a handwritten note. And then five days later, I'm going to ask them to promote my stuff. Don't do that. Ask them, write them a handwritten note out of genuine um, you know, kindness and caring right. about that other person they're going to remember it and you're not going to go far from their radar. Yeah. And so you're going to start to elevate yourself in their eyes. That's great. That's amazing. Well, I just, you know, since we've talked so much about gratitude today, I just want to thank you for your time today and all the knowledge that you've shared uh, here in this interview. And um, before we, before we head out, why don't you share just where can people find you? They want to check out this book that you wrote. Where can they find that? Awesome. Thank you. So the book is on Amazon. It's called The Grateful Entrepreneur. You can actually get a free PDF of it, digital copy, uh, on the website gratefulentrepreneur.com. 
So that'll give you a free download if you want like a Kindle version or the, um, the physical version, go to Amazon. It is there. We'll be coming out with the audiobook soon. Um, and then my main kind of gratitude website is Say It With Gratitude. Sayitwithgratitude.com. That's amazing. Well, thank you again. And I hope that everyone listening is going to go put a few of these amazing tips into practice today because you gave us a lot of things we could go do. So thank you so much, Scott. Thank you, Valerie. Can't wait to read your book. Thanks. <laughs>